0: Folks, welcome back to another episode of the Ubuntu Security Podcast. I'm Alex Murray. We're back for episode 193. Apologies for uh, going missing in action last week. Things have been pretty crazy busy uh, the last few weeks and leading up to uh, the next release of Ubuntu, uh, 2304, the Lunar Lobster. And I will talk a little bit about that uh, a bit later. But Yeah, that has kept uh, myself and the whole team really quite busy on a number of different fronts. So unfortunately, the podcast has taken a bit of a backseat, but I am back again with you this week. Uh, We will do the usual uh, roundup of security fixes that have gone into the supported Ubuntu releases over the past week uh, in a second. And yeah, as I said, I'm going to also talk a bit about um, some of the things that the security team has done for the next uh, Ubuntu release that's coming out in a week or so, uh, 2304, the Lunar Lobster. But looking at security fixes, uh, first up, we had a fix for uh, Part 2 log4j. Uh, topical package obviously we had the uh, log4shell vulnerability a couple of years ago and uh, some of these um, are I guess are a bit of a hangover from that um, they're these are all for log4j 1.2 so which is not supported anymore by upstream Apache but obviously it's still shipped in a bunch of Ubuntu releases so we are still supporting that uh, four different CVEs were fixed here none of these were deemed like super critical but they have all now been fixed for Ubuntu releases uh, 6.04 ESM so as part of Ubuntu Pro there as well as 18.04 and 204 for LTS respectively. Then we had a bunch of kernel updates and always wanted to a shout out to the kernel team for all of their work on this. A lot of the work the kernel team really does is in backporting uh, different security fixes and stable fixes for the kernels into all of our supported kernels so that you're not running some kernel that only has particular fixes there we are also bringing in all the fixes from the stable trees as well so you're not just necessarily getting fixes that have been assigned cves but other fixes as well that have been deemed uh you know relevant by the upstream kernel maintainers too uh, so the first of these actually, I want to do uh, yeah, a bit of a shout out actually to one of our engineers, Rodrigo Zayden, who published USN number 6000. Uh, so this was for uh, kernel for uh, Bluefield, which is a NVIDIA platform. Uh, it's for Ubuntu release twenty four LTS and it's based on the upstream 5.4 kernel. Uh, the most high priority CVE here was one I've talked about in the last few episodes actually, which is a uh, use after free in the upper level protocol could allow a local user to potentially get uh, code execution within your kernel. So escalate pretty just a route. Um, yeah, as I say, it was USN number 6,000. Uh, I actually went back and looked at uh, all the other uh, you know, thousand USNs. Uh, number 5,000 was actually also a kernel USN. That was back in June 2021 by Steve Beatty, So only a couple years ago. And then two years before that, uh, 4,000 was uh, Leo Barbosa on our team uh, for Corosync. That's one of the other packages that goes into OpenStack. Uh, then again, another kernel one for USN number uh, 3,000 that was uh, actually for uh trust the trusty kernel um so Ubuntu 1404, uh, uh which was the hardware enablement kernel backported from the Utopic Unicorn release which you know it doesn't live anymore but there we go and that was in June 2016 by John Johansson uh Two, usn 2000 was for nova the, another OpenStack component there in october 2013 so you know about three years earlier by jamie strandboge uh usn 1000 was another kernel one uh which was october 2010 so three years before that by case cook and usn number one was uh against libpng in october 2004 so six years by matt zimmerman so it's interesting i guess to see there it took us Uh, six years to get the first thousand USNs but then uh, for the next few thousand only every three years and now we seem to be doing about a thousand USNs every two years. So certainly the rate of CVE fixes uh, and obviously USN publications going into Ubuntu has been uh, accelerating over the last few years and as the team keeps growing I expect to see that actually happening more and more and it'll be interesting I guess to try and do some more metrics over that uh, at some other time but hey you know, I digress. After that, actually, we had an update for another kernel uh, that was for uh, an AWS-specific kernel for a uh, 16.04 ESM. That's a 4.4-based kernel. And this update wins the prize this week for the most number of CVE fixes in a single update, which is 51 CVEs that went into this. So again, thank you to the kernel team for all of their work for making that happen. Yeah, 51 different unique uh, CVE fixes there. Uh, similarly, we had an update for the Intel IoTG-specific kernel for Ubuntu uh, 22.04 L. Should I say, and that's a 5.15 based kernel. Uh, then we had a couple updates for uh, the GCP specific kernel for 16.04 ESM. Uh, that's a 4.15 kernel, and that gets backported from our 18.04 LTS release. Ah, and then uh, after that, so that's it for kernel updates. We had an update for Emacs, I actually mentioned Emacs uh, a few weeks ago uh, for another vulnerability. Uh, Both of these are fixed in 6.0.4 ESM, so part of Ubuntu Pro again there. Um, It's again, similar to that. So again, if you were using uh, one of the Emacs modes to in this case, uh, publish an org mode uh, format document and output that into LaTeX, uh, if it was then including other documents that had uh, shell meta characters in their file names, you could get uh, shell command injection as a result and get code execution as Emacs. uh, obviously only really an issue if you're running say emacs against some um, you know untrusted repository of files or what or whatnot but that has been fixed there um, what else irssi the irc client was updated uh, this is for a single uh, cv in the 2210 the kinetic kudu release it was a user after free that could occur when outputting a line that was not formatted whilst also outputting a line that was formatted uh, upstream say this is only likely to be able to be triggered by using various scripts uh, and it was interesting to see this was actually discovered after uh, the recent update to GLib, which is uh, the GNOME sort of uh, base platform library. Uh, in their most recent version 2.0, in one of their more recent version 2.75, they changed from using their own internal uh, what they called sliced memory allocator into instead just using usual malloc and free from uh, GLib uh, from yeah GLib C. Uh, that then turned up this uh, memory corruption vulnerability that had always been there in IRSSI, but you know it wasn't obviously seen before because I guess it wasn't overriding you know critical data structures on the heap or whatever, um, but actually now is, if you you know now switch using Malik and free, that was found and then fixed. Um, it's interesting to see actually it's not the only project that has suffered from uh, these kind of things with this recent change to uh, GLib uh, for Gnome we've actually seen a bunch of other applications turn up similar memory corruption vulnerabilities or latent memory corruption vulnerabilities that have always been there that are now able to be triggered due to this change in uh, the memory allocator so it'd be interesting to see if some of these projects perhaps whether they were run under maybe Valgrind or not whether that would perhaps turn these up ahead of time perhaps more projects should be trying to do testing with that but you know maybe that wouldn't turn it up uh, anyway you know valgrin isn't uh foolproof but it's a, a great tool for detecting some of these kind of uh, memory corruption issues uh what else we had an update for a pseudo uh that's a couple different vulnerabilities here uh and that is for uh all of our uh, more recent releases so 18.04 uh 20.04 22.04 uh, lts all of those respectively and 22.10 the kinetic kudu Uh, in this case there's a couple different issues around failing to escape control characters both uh went out uh, in your log output but also in uh pseudo replay uh, that's a utility that can be used to list or playback commands that have been executed within a particular sudo session uh, actually sudo or should i say sudo anyway i, I say sudo uh, and so that essentially because uh you could then uh or because it was failing to escape control characters uh the attacker could potentially inject uh uh terminal uh control characters into uh the commands that they're executing that would then end up injecting uh you know control uh, control characters into the user who was running sudo replays their own terminal and could essentially get code execution as them so you can imagine that maybe you set up uh, as you know system administrator you set up uh, sudo so that a user can execute or maybe only one particular command uh, using that uh, but then because they can inject these uh, terminal control characters into the commands that they execute you then go and run sudo replay maybe to see what they did and then as a result they then are able to get code execution as you as root you know in the, in the terminal and execute whatever they want as root yes yeah, so that has been fixed uh, what else? We had an update for Firefox, the latest upstream release, uh, release uh, one twelve. Uh-huh. I thought it was interesting to see there was one Linux-specific vulnerability listed there around the handling of downloaded uh, .desktop files. So .desktop files are kind of like the um, shortcut files or whatnot that are used to specify what a uh, binary should do when launched. You know, uh, essentially a way of launching a binary uh, from, say, GNOME shell or whatever you're using as your desktop environment. Uh, it, It just specifies, say, you know, the command to be executed and an icon for it and all that kind of stuff. In this case, it could allow uh, an attacker to get code execution as the user who was running Firefox. Uh, The upstream bug for this is still uh, private, so we can't see any more details than that. But uh, I was thinking about this, and I thought it's interesting to think about, uh, say, now that Firefox is a snap in our more recent Ubuntu releases, uh, that is confined by AppArmor by default, and so can only execute uh, commands that are themselves within the Firefox snap or perhaps within the user's home directory already uh, and that then makes uh, exploitation of various things like this a fair bit harder because there's not so many lolbins bins lying around that you can go and uh, make use of uh, to do certain attacks like this so yeah you know hopefully that's a win for uh, the Firefox snap. And finally, we had an update for JSON smart. A couple of different CVs here again for 18.04, 20.04, 22.04 uh, LTS and 22.10. Uh, this is a small and fast JSON parser library for Java. Uh, a couple of different similar issues, one in the handling of unclosed quotes and the other in unclosed brackets. Both could essentially allow an attacker to cause uh, that to crash and therefore denial of service against uh, the application that's using JSON smart you know, through whatever crafted input they've got. And that'll be fixed there. And that is it for the week in security updates. Okay, so the other thing I want to talk about this week is uh, the pending release of Ubuntu 2304, the Lunar Lobster. This cycle, the team has been very really busy doing a heap of different uh, things. A lot of this goes into this current six months of work. Uh, We will then be having, uh, as I say, the roadmap sprint coming up soon to plan the next six months of work. Uh, but some of the things the team have been doing is looking at uh, specification for SBOM, uh, improvements to how we distribute our oval data, um, also evaluating dbus broker and particularly the integration of that with AppArmor as a possibility as, as possible replacement for uh, the venerable dbus daemon in a future Ubuntu release. Essentially, it's a, a kind of a rewritten version of uh, the main dbus daemon uh, that has various performance improvements and the like, and uses a bunch of nice Linux-specific uh, system calls and things to do things uh, in various better ways. Uh, in Ubuntu, we have various patches against uh, dbus daemon to allow it to integrate with AppArmor and to inform various bits of AppArmor policy so that you can say have an AppArmor policy that says an application can only say talk to another uh, particular Dbus name or something like that or only call particular methods uh, that are owned by another object and so uh, we therefore are also going to patch Dbus broker for that as well so yeah different people were involved in testing that and making sure that that should all work appropriately. What else? We've also been looking at testing unprivileged user namespace restrictions via AppArmor. So, a feature I've talked about a few times on the podcast, where allowing uh, essentially uh, AppArmor to only allow unprivileged user namespaces by applications that really need it, rather than say allowing it for everything or allowing it for nothing, which is, I guess, the current way things are. What else? Also, IO uring mediation support for AppArmor. That's a cool new feature. Um, Also, our team has been working with the SnapD team on a couple of different things, in particular, trying to integrate the use of DM Verity within Snaps and SnapD to improve the integrity of Snaps, uh, as well as a few other bits. And then we've also the usual maintenance items that our team is always busy doing. uh, That's things like all the normal CVE patching that you hear me talk about on this podcast every week, uh, plus a few other things that we don't often go on about, which is uh, the main inclusion review security reviews, so essentially doing security reviews of various packages that other teams want to now get into main and have be supported by uh, Canonical and to make sure that essentially they're up to scratch from a security point of view. Uh, Also uh, leading the Snap Store reviews work and uh, the upstream maintenance of AppArmor itself and various other bits as well. So yeah, the team has been super busy. Uh, Everyone's, I guess, really looking forward to the upcoming uh, engineering sprint that's happening after the product sprint to get together and, uh, you know, uh, catch up again in person. But yeah, speaking of uh, the upcoming sprints, uh, the podcast will therefore be taking a few weeks break. Uh, I'm on leave next week, so the podcast won't be happening then, plus the following week is uh, the Product Roadmap Sprint uh, that is essentially going to look at the last six months of work and review what's been done there and then plan the next six months of work, which will be the 2310 cycle. unknown what that release name will be n n so you know n some adjective n some animal who knows um but yeah that'll be interesting to see what comes out of that uh but yeah essentially expect the podcast to be back probably the week ending the 5th of may with any luck all right and so that's it for uh, this week's episode. Thanks, everyone, for listening again for another week. If you want to get in contact with the team, you can always email us, security@ubuntu.com. We also hang out in the Ubuntu security channel on libera.chat. And we are on Mastodon. We are at ubuntu security at Uh Come talk to us over there as well. Okay, I'll be back again with you all in a few weeks' time. But until then, remember, keep calm because we've got you back and I'll speak to you soon. Bye.